Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sip Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar, and today with me, I'm back with my co-host, Jack Vanamater. Welcome back, Jack. Thank you for having me back. I'm glad to get going on this Cavs mock draft. It's been a while since we've had some juicy Cavs news, so excited to talk about the draft and see uh, see how everything's going to pan out. And before we get into our draft special, Jack, and get into all of these prospects, we have a quick message from our sponsor, Manscaped. Yeah, so again, as many of you might know, we have partnered up with Manscaped. They've been a great partner to have. And ultimately, you know, as live sports kind of come back and the NBA playoffs are underway, it's very possible that we see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. The Clippers are battling the Mavs. They're 2-2 two and two right now. The Nuggets are 1-3. and three. they got to make a little bit of a comeback. But Cleveland fans, you guys know about coming back from a 3-1 lead. So it's very possible that we get a matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. This is why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure your Nuggets are as safe as possible when that matchup happens. Yeah, and get 20% off and free shipping with the code HTSP at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code HTSP. Take your grooming game to the next level. And we just wanted to quickly thank Manscaped and all of you guys for supporting us. Yeah, the support helps a ton as a small podcast. Any feedback, much less a sponsorship, is enormous for us. So thanks again to Manscaped. And again, code HTSP will get you 20% off, and it will help us tremendously. Like Jack said, today we are doing a draft lottery special. Last week, the Cavs had the draft lottery, and it didn't go as planned or as like any of us would want it to. The Cavs had a great chance of getting a top three pick, Jack because we finished second last in the NBA, but we ended up getting the fifth overall pick. And yeah, and for those of you who don't know how the lottery works, the, top, the three worst teams in the NBA all get a 14% chance at the first overall pick, and the worst pick the Cavs could have gotten was the sixth pick. There's a lot of technicalities in that, but um, so, so the Cavs ended up with the fifth pick, like you said, and we had we did have a twenty seven point eight percent chance of getting that pick, which was so our highest was, percent chance too. It was the highest percent chance, so it's not like necessarily shocking, but definitely disappointing, considering the other two teams with fourteen percent chances got the first and second pick, and, and that Charlotte, it, yeah, yeah, and that it, and it hurts too because we kind of got screwed over a little bit last year too. So yeah, and then you have teams like Charlotte who gets the third pick and they only had a six percent chance of getting that, and Chicago who got the fourth pick, and they only had an 8% chance of getting that. So it just wasn't how the Cavs would have liked it to play out. It's not like how we would have played out. It feels kind of like another wasted season, to be honest with you. But there are still some really good prospects that we could go grab at five, Jack. Yeah, for sure. So at five, I mean, we can talk a little bit about these prospects. I think my biggest disappointment, though, was missing out most likely on a player like James Wiseman who I believe is the top prospect in this draft. Um, he's a 7'1", 235-pound center out of Memphis. You might have heard his name before because he had a little drama with the NCAA. Um, he actually only ended up playing three games for Memphis because he was suspended due to some allegations that he got paid to go to Memphis. So there's not a huge sample size with games, James Wiseman, but in three games he scored 19.7 points, well, averaged 19.7 points, 10.7 rebounds on 70% free throw shooting and so he he's really athletic he's a big man got a shot solid on defense really is a really solid all-around player other than the fact that we just haven't seen much of him at the college level 
Yeah, it, it's just super disappointing to miss out on a player like this, Jack, who just has so much raw potential. And with him, it's not even raw in the point. It's like it's there already. Like, yeah. especially with his body frame, seven one two thirty five. Like, obviously, he's gonna need to grow into that because there's bigs in the NBA that are a lot heavier than that. That it could probably push him around, but. I mean, he has the frame, well, I mean, and he's, he's seven. Not, he's yeah. not small by any means either. That's the thing. No, he's not small, but he he definitely has room to build into that frame. But it's not sure. a problem because he already has a great stature. I mean, the kid was the Gatorade National Player of the Year. He's super smart, and he's a modern big, so he can shoot from outside of the arc. He shot a lot of threes in high school because obviously, like we said, only three games is not a huge sample size. And it's just someone that could have really opened up the cast games, especially when you have someone like Andre Drummond or Kevin Love or Larry Nance on your team. That could have been a really, really dominant front court. Yeah, I totally agree. I think he would have paired really well with Andre Drummond, who's a little bit more of a slower, typical center. Yeah, traditional big. Westman could have spread it out a little bit. But but unfortunately, unless we, we make a move, I don't think we'll be seeing him at five. So some other guys that... Actually, that that we the Cavs might have a better chance at um, are guys like Obi Toppin and Denny Avdija. Those two guys are might be there at five and possess a lot of talent. A lot of people say they're pretty NBA ready. Yeah, so th- those those are prospects that could fall to the Cavs. But would you want to talk about some other top prospects that kind of slipped through the Cavs' hands, Jack? Yeah. So Lamelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. I think round out that consensus top three with Wiseman. Two of the most Anthony pure Edwards. scores in this draft. Right. So Anthony Edwards, who a lot of people expect to go number one after the Timberwolves got the first pick, um, is a 6'5", 225-pound shooting guard out of Georgia. He's 19 years old. Um, you could say he's still pretty raw. He's probably – him and LaMelo are definitely more raw than Wiseman. But in 32 games, he averaged 19.1 points, 5.2 boards, 2.8 assists on 40.2% shooting, 28 from three, and 77% free throw shooting. You know, like you said, he's, he's a fantastic scorer, and that's definitely the strongest part of his game. He does have some holes in, you know, a lot of people question his motor and his, just his leadership ability, but definitely as far as ceiling goes, he's up there with anyone in this class or the highest ceiling i'd say yeah he's definitely the best peer scorer he was the number one prospect in the nation coming out of high school even over wiseman so i mean everyone's kind of known for a while what he's capable of but like you said like the motor like the questions are there with that but when he's on a team with some proven veterans like he will with like cat and d'angelo russell i don't think that'll be much of a problem jack I think he's more of like a plug-and-play into the right situation, and the Cavs probably wouldn't have been the best situation for him. Like, I mean, he could go to a potential – the Timberwolves should be a playoff team with him. I mean, I knew he wanted to play in Cleveland. He said he wanted to. So it's just disappointing that the Cavs can lo- are going to lose out on a score like that when we don't really have that pure of a score. I know Colin Sexton scores a lot, but, like, all these critics are always getting on him for not being, like, the best scorer in the world. That's, I mean, part of that is because he has to score. The catchers don't have other people to score. Right, um, right. I would definitely like to see a little pressure taken off Sexton in that regard. But moving on to another player to round out that top three, as many of you know, probably know his name, named LaMelo Ball. Yeah, LaMelo Ball, like we've talked off, off recording, he's just this huge, huge prospect, Jack, out of, coming out of L.A. The guys had so much hype surrounding him since he was 14 years old. 
playing high school basketball and just going over and playing in all of these international leagues. He's a 6'8", 180 point guard, and he last played in Australia. And he's only 19 years old, Jack, but he's played in like Lithuania, Australia. He's been all over. And in 12 games in Australia, he averaged 17 points, 7.6 rebounds, 6.8 assists, 1.6 steals. But he only shot 25% from three. He did shoot a good 72% from the free throw line. So as big as a prospect as he is, he did jack up a lot of shots and miss a lot of shots. But he's just yeah. a natural scorer like Edwards. Yeah, LaMelo Ball is a guy that I'm not a huge fan of uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But definitely has a lot of intrigue if you're a bigger market team. Um, I think the Knicks were really probably hoping to get a higher pick to snag LaMelo Ball. And yeah, like you said, LaMelo Ball, I mean, he's a, he's a project right now. He's got the frame, but he needs to bulk up a little bit. 180 pounds is pretty slim. And then on top of that, you know, he, he plays similar to Lonzo in that he kind of he gets hit the boards, he gets the assists, he gets some points. Um, he kind of rounds out that stat sheet. But definitely considering that shooting is one of the strongest or supposedly strongest parts of his game, he'd like to see that three-point percentage come up a little bit. But if he lands in the right situation, I do think LaMelo Ball can be a good player. I just think he's a little bit too much glitz and glam for the Cavs. Yeah, I obviously he, I don't think he would even be the best fit for the for the Cavs, given that we have Sexton, Garland, and Porter Jr. But just the six eight point guard is that's just so intriguing, and the fact that he had seven rebounds and six assists is also really intriguing. I know he played in Australia, not versus the best competition, but like the potential's there. So if if you didn't have a Sexton or a Garland, and you were the Cavs, then you would have really been hurting of not getting that pick, Jay. Right, exactly. So moving on to our fourth prospect that we're going to cover, Denny Abdija, who is a 6'9", 210 small forward out of Israel. Um, and John, you and I both kind of have our reservations about Denny here. You want to get into him a little bit? Yeah, so the 19-year-old coming out of Israel for Maccabi Tel Aviv, which is a prominent international team, he averaged 12.9 points uh, this past season with 6 rebounds, 2.7 assists. He shot 52.6% from the field, which is actually really good, and 35% from three. I've always been a lot more hesitant with the European products, Jack. I, I, I just, I'm just the competition that they play. Lamelo is different because I feel like he's played in America. But Denny, on the other hand, is just this really, really raw prospect coming out of Israel. And I definitely think he's a big, big project. Yeah, and I mean, I can understand why he's being touted up here with the, with the best in this class, but I agree with you in the, in the European bias a little bit. You know, we saw Luca come out and kind of prove that wrong a little bit last year, but Luca was also just different, man. I mean, you could tell that this guy was destined for stardom. You know, Denny, Denny is not the same player. Not and I think, yeah, I mean, I, I just think he's going to be much more of a project and much more of a of a kind of a dark throw prospect than Luca ever was. So in that case, I really am not a huge fan of Denny. Um, I'd much rather have see the, the Cavs go with a guy like Obi Toppin or one of those top three if they were to fall. Yeah, it, it just, these, these European prospects scare me like Dragon Bender from the Suns. I know Luca kind of broke that stereotype, but I don't think it would be even fair to compare Denny to someone like Luca, because like Luca was the MVP of the top European basketball league, and Denny was 
the MVP of the Israeli league. And I'm no no shade towards Israel, but like that's a lot different competition playing in Barcelona versus playing in Israel. Like there's so many former college and NBA players playing in Barcelona versus playing in Israel. So I, I would really hope that the Cavs would stay away from someone like Denny, but I really think that the Cavs have a really good chance of ending up with him at five. Yeah, and I think honestly, I mean, I it makes some sense in that he's a small forward. The Cavs could really use a small forward, and you know, he he is kind of a, a high upside guy if he were to hit. I just think it's way too risky. You know, he only averaged twelve point nine points, six rebounds and 2.7 assists that's not really a huge stat line for a guy who played against you know arguably not that great of competition I mean there's no arguing that moving to the NBA is going to be a big step up so hopefully we stay away from Denny and he does not end up with the Cavs at five so moving on I don't want to crap on Denny anymore another another guy that you talked about that the Cavs could possibly pick is Obi Toppin and he's a lot more known around here. He's a 6'9", 220-pound power forward from Dayton. He's 22 years old. He was the AP National Player of the Year this past shortened season for NCAA basketball. And he's kind of a, a little bit of a hometown guy for Ohio. But he's also on the older side of these prospects. He's 22 years old, Jack. Yeah, and that, that doesn't really scare me that much, if I'm being completely honest. I... I think Obi Toppin's one of the better prospects, um, and I, I could even argue taking him if, like, the Cavs were sitting at three, like, argue taking him three over Lamelo. I, I love Obi. He's like you said, he's six nine. He's a power forward, he, but he plays super athletic. Um, he's got a shot. He's got some handles, and you know he is on the older side, but that experience has helped him a lot. You know, he didn't get invited to the combine a year ago. He's proved to everyone that. He's more than deserving of being taken legitimately as a real-time prospect. Right, and playing top-notch competition, he put up 20 points a game, 7.5 rebounds. He shot 63% from the field, which is absolutely crazy, and even 39% from three. I know he didn't take a lot of threes, but that's still a good average for someone who's 6'9 and plays power forward. The one thing about him that I saw that NBA scouts were talking about is that they kind of want him to add some weight to that 220 frame because he is 6'9 and he will be guarding a lot of power forwards, so they yeah. could push around someone who's 220. Yeah, I think defensively is probably uh, his biggest area of improvement. Not that he's bad, but I think as a, as a smaller guy playing At the NBA level. Yeah, it's going to be, he's going to have to work twice as hard. So I would like to see um, maybe a little bit more weight on that, but I also I also think you know playing at that smaller frame allows him to be a little bit more agile and allows him to stretch the floor a little bit more. But ultimately, I think he's a solid prospect, and I'd like to see the Cavs end up with him. Yeah, this is the player that I would want to see the Cavs take at five, if not one of those top three guys kind of drops. But I mean, I, I would take Toppin over Advija Jack. Yeah, I would agree. So another guy, I want to skip over a couple here and then to talk about to talk about Isaac Okoro, who's a 6'6", 215-pound uh, wing from Auburn. He's 20 years old, and some of his, you know, his biggest strengths are his defense, um, winning All-SEC defense last year. Yeah, so Okoro is not a huge scorer, Jack. He played 20, 28 games last year. He had 12.9 points, 4.9. 
or rebounds, and he even shot 51% from the field. But it kind of, as he moves out, his shooting went down. He shot 29% from three and 66% from the line, which isn't great. But he's ultimately a guy that the Cavs could plug in right now, and that would really, really help the team defensively because the Cavs aren't great at defense. He's someone that you could plug in at shooting guard next to Colin Sexton, and he would be great at defense. Or even someone as a smaller, small four that you could plug in along Sexton and Kevin Porter Jr. and run a smaller lineup. Yeah, and I mean, I think he would also be a solid fit for the Cavs because he's kind of a jack of all trades. He's a really well-rounded prospect. Like you said, his, his offense is probably the biggest thing that needs work, but at the same time, he is a pretty strong finisher at the rim and a guy that you can move to small and play him. Um, again, not a high-volume shooter, but is really good at just kind of running running the floor and being a solid uh, leader out there, which I think Cavs could use. And ultimately, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a Coro. Yeah, and, and, and I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing him either. And he's more of a project, unlike some of these other guys. And he's definitely someone that could develop into a better and better scorer every year. And like we said, he's not going to come in and score a million points his first year, but he's going to come in. He's going to contribute with some really good defense, and the scoring will come from there. Right. So the next guy I want to mention is Cole Anthony. So Cole Anthony. Many of you might know know him or know of him. He was a top prospect out of high school, and didn't necessarily light up his first in his first college season. But by no means did he completely flop either. Um, he had some great games. He's, but Cole Anthony, who's a six three, hundred eighty five point guard from North Carolina, he's twenty years old, and in twenty two games he averaged eighteen point five points almost six rebounds, four assists on 38% field goal shooting, and 35% three. You know, Cole Anthony is a guy that is probably not going to be on the Cavs' radar at five. He's a guy that's projected to go a little bit later. But at the same time, is a guy who I think will be a steal for whichever team takes him, probably in that, I don't know, maybe seven to 15 range. Yeah, this isn't even a guy that I don't see the Cavs taking this year, Jack, but it's someone that we both wanted to talk about just because he's such a promising prospect. And coming into the year, Anthony was projecting to be like a top five pick, but after some inconsistent play and some injuries, his draft stock dropped. But like you said, this guy is going to be a really, really big steal in the f- like 7 to 14 range. Yeah, I totally agree. He's a guy that if you were to... He's a good value pick, I think, in that, you know, I think he'll definitely out, outlive his draft capital wherever he ends up. Um, and he's a guy who's proven that he can he can run an offense and run a team and be that primary option. So Cole Anthony, point guard out of North Carolina, a guy you might want to keep your eye out, even if it's not the Cavs. Um, and then I'm going to let you talk about Devin Vassell, who's our last prospect we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so our last prospect is Devin Vassell. He's a sophomore out of Florida State. He's a 6'7", 200-pound wing. So he's just kind of like a, a Coro, a combo player, can play shooting guard and small forward. And he's 20 years old. So he played 30 games last year for the Seminoles, scoring 12.7 points, 5.1 rebounds. He shot 49% from the field, 41% from three, and 73.8% from the free throw line. So Jack, he's more of a polished player. He's a little more developed than some of these other guys. And he didn't score in high volumes, but when he shot, he made it a lot. Yeah, so he's a guy who, 
he's interesting because you said he's a polished player, and I think he is in, in some aspects in that he's very smooth. He's super. He's a great athlete, very smooth, um, and shows show, showed a lot of flashes of greatness last year. Um, but he does lack a few things in that you know he. I, I feel like he's a little bit Jordan Clarkson esque in that he's a little bit. Can, can be a little bit sporadic. Un, oh, yeah, a little bit undisciplined and scrappy and stuff like that at, at times. But ultimately, again, another high, uh, high ceiling prospect, really great on offense, um, and is very smooth. If he put it all together, I think he could be a fantastic player. Yeah, and, and he's polished in the sense that he's polished compared to these other guys, not like in an NBA sure, sense. Sure. And, He's someone that could come in and score and shoot on the outside for the Cavs immediately. And if he does end up playing shooting guard, he has a 6-7 frame. So that's not bad for a shooting guard, Jack. Yeah, exactly. At 6-7, you could move him around too. He's a little bit thin. You'd like to see him bulk up a tiny bit. But I think he could be a really dominant guy. I mean, he's got a high motor, high energy guy. um, And, you know, could be a really good player if he puts it all together. Well, Jack, do you want to move on to some hypothetical trades that the Cavs could possibly do this upcoming draft? Yeah, so just a quick quick couple trades here that I just wanted to talk about. You know, I don't think the likelihood of these any of these happening is very high, but it, it makes sense to at least think about it. The first one is, you know, the Cavs moving up to number two, making a trade with their arch rivals, the Warriors. Um, the Warriors would move back down to five, and then, you know, whatever else you might throw in that trade is kind of up in the air. I think ideally, like, you throw in Kevin Love, um, and you might have to add more because that's a big contract that the Warriors probably don't want to take on. But is a guy that, you know, I mean, it could be a decent outlet to, to move him because I think we've been talking about moving Kevin Love for a while. Um, you might have to throw in a first-rounder. Um, you might have to throw in, you know, one of the young, the, the young guards. But either way, kind of a, a pick swap there. Is something I could see the Cavs doing if they're really in love with either Anthony Edwards or James Wiseman. What do yes. you think about that? So I definitely think that out of the top five teams, or the teams all above the Cavs, that the Warriors are the most likely to trade down or trade their pick. And yeah. I definitely think it would take a lot, even a first an additional first rounder in the next year to maybe get that pick. But if you do invest that third rounder, you could get someone like Edwards or James Wiseman, which is a great investment for the future. I, you're trading someone like Kevin Love and his huge contract, which he still has about like $90 million on, then you're definitely going to be giving up another first rounder with the number five overall pick and even another role player like Larry Nance or Darius Garland. Yeah, so, I mean, it just depends how much they like those guys at the top. And, and it also depends how the draft plays out. I mean, that's something you probably wouldn't see happen until the draft was right around the corner. I, I just, you know, if, if the Cavs like Toppin and they think they can get him at five, then there's no reason to trade away one of your young pieces. But it just kind of all depends on how everything lines up moments before the draft, really. So um, another team that I think that the Cavs could possibly trade with is the Charlotte Hornets, Jack, because right now in a lot of drafts, they're projecting to take LaMelo Ball, who's a point guard, but you already have Devontae Graham, who was an outstanding player this past year, Terry Rozier, who you signed to that big contract, and Malik Monk, who was also a former first-round pick. If the right player does not drop to them and they don't necessarily want a point guard, 
The Hornets are another team that I can see trading away that first round pick. I will I will mention this though is that if you said they don't want a point guard, right? Yeah. You know, if if a player that they don't think is a good fit is the best player on the board, then I think I feel like the Cavs are in a similar situation in that they're not going to I mean if LaMelo Balls you know, in in Denning are the players on the board, they're not probably the Cavs probably aren't going to trade up to get another point guard, right? Um, I feel like the Cavs would trade up if Wiseman fell, but in that case, Charlotte would probably smash the the draft button on him. Um, it's definitely a like you said. I think you brought up a good point when you said that Charlotte could be likely to trade back, but I just don't know because I think the Cavs and Charlotte are in a similar situation. I don't know how realistic that is, but but definitely a, a good option to keep in mind. Another another option that I want to talk about is actually going the other way and trading back. The Knicks are a team who I think really wanted a, a high pick. I mean, they always seem to get kind of fumble the bag around draft season. And I think the Knicks could be a team that are looking to move up. They're always looking to make moves. So I think a trade back with the Knicks could also make sense. The Knicks have the eighth pick. We would obviously swap firsts, and then maybe they would throw in a, a, a guy like, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. Or, or one of their role players that they have. They have a lot of the guys that could potentially help the Cavs. So that would be another option. I don't know what you think about that. but Yeah, so it's definitely a real option if the Cavs did want to trade back. They do have some good young players like Maurice Harkless, but they, they really haven't been great at all with the recent first-round picks. Like Frank Nidakinla, I can't even say his name, but... This is definitely a pick that they need to capitalize on, and trading up with a team like your Cavs wouldn't be a bad idea for them. Yeah, no, definitely not. And that's actually all that we have for today. Thank you so much, Jack, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed being here and talking about the Cavs lottery. Uh, make sure you guys tune in next week. We got a Cleveland Browns special coming out, training camp preseason. We're going to be talking everything football and everything Browns. I'm really excited for this upcoming NFL season and I can't wait for that podcast to come out yeah so make sure you guys tune in and we will see you next episode peace and thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the hottest take sports podcast today's intro beat was made by black lions beats on youtube we'll have a link to it in the description make sure you all go give us a follow on instagram and twitter at the hottest underscore take pod make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show also make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time.